Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Wrestling Marks of Excellence here on 96.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now to today's show. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of the Wrestling Marks of Excellence here on Fox Sports Radio 1340 AM, 96.9 FM. I'm Glenn Thomas. Always with me is the wizard himself, nephew Corey. What's going on, wizard? What is going on? What is going on? I'm here to talk. <laughs> That's what's up. We got my main man, Champ Creed. What is, what's going on, Champ? Looking at greatness. Look at the best. Look at the belt that is under my chest. Yes, it is Champ Creed, and I'm ready to deal with these what-if scenarios. Definitely. We're going to continue our What If series that we started. Uh, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Make sure you uh, subscribe to this podcast. Uh, make sure you follow us on all social media platforms as well. We've talked about Ron Simmons. What if Ron Simmons had not won the WCW title? Now we're going to talk about what if in 2001 when Vince McMahon purchased WCW on March 23rd and then showed up on Monday Night Nitro on March 26th. Nine, uh, a week or two, I think a week before WrestleMania 17, what if during that time period, the big stars that were at home did not stay at home, but they came over to WWE, big stars meaning Kevin Nash, Bret Hart, Goldberg, Sting, um, Scott Hall, what if they had gone over to WWE during that time? Wizard, set the landscape of WWE 2000, March 2001. Well, at this point, uh, WWE was it was kind of rumored for about a good month and a half, maybe two months. WWE, not WWE, I'm sorry, WCW was going to uh, go into a hiatus similar to what uh, Ring of Honor is doing right now. WWE, WCW was going to go into a hiatus and relaunch eventually. Uh, that was the original rumor. Then it was kind of coming out that uh, Eric Bischoff and a group of investors we're looking to actually purchase WCW and uh, redo the company all in its own and do it to what they wanted to do with it. Uh, at the 11th hour, and I mean 11th hour, uh, Vince McMahon swoops in and gets a bid. And I, and I want to say, compared to what it is and what they got, it's pretty much pennies on the dollar. Uh don't quote me on the amount. I want to say it's maybe what was it? Maybe seven million or ten million? No, something. It was like, less than that. It was, it was three million. million right? It was three million dollars. Three million. Yes. So it was like three million dollars to, to acquire the name, the licenses, the the tape library, just pretty much everything. Everything that is WCW, uh, the rings, all of that. Pretty much the entire company. Uh, and they got access. They. Uh, they gained the contracts, but if I'm not mistaken, what it was with the contracts was that you could get out of it and re-sign with WWE as an entity, or you could wait it out, and depending on what you were being paid, uh, because the the contracts for the most part with AOL Time Warner were guaranteed, so you were going to get your money if you sat at home and just waited your contract out. You you got your money. Um, there were a lot of notable WCW guys that did end up coming over, uh, including Booker T, uh, Diamond Dallas Page, uh, Chronic, uh, which was Brian uh, Adams and Brian Clark, uh, Marcus Bagwell, yeah, Marcus Bagwell, uh, yeah, Hurricane Helms, uh, it's 
it's a lot of names that came over, but it was a glaring, glaring miss of the top, top guys from WCW. Much like you mentioned, at that time in WCW, Hulk Hogan was there. Jeff Jarrett, uh, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Sting, Lex Luger. I mean, the top names. Uh, Sid. Yeah, Ric Flair. Yes, the top names. Uh, Scott Steiner. Yes. yes. I mean, all those names did not come over. So tonight we are going to dive into what happens if those names do come over to WWF at that time. Uh, with the acquisition of WCW. Yeah, one of the first things that I think, first thing that stuck out to me when if those guys would have came over and it was that close to WrestleMania, uh, WrestleMania 17, I mean, believe, and then you had the main event at WrestleMania 17, I believe it was Rock Austin at WrestleMania 17. Uh, at WrestleMania 17. And the first thing that came to my mind was how great it would have been at WrestleMania 17 not seeing all the guys in the, in, in the skybox, right? That we did see in the skybox. But you hear uh, or, or the lights go out or whatever the case may be, and you see the sparkles, and here come Goldberg, who comes out at WrestleMania 17 to take on or to interfere with the Stone Cold Steve Austin in the Rock match. I mean, that, you, got, you got the two biggest guys at the time in professional wrestling, right? You had Stone Cold Steve Austin, who was, who was, who was the biggest guy in WWE at the time. And then you had Goldberg, and in, in, in most people's eyes, was the biggest guy in WCW at the time. And what would have what would have been if those two guys could have matched up in 2001, if Goldberg and Stone Cold Steve Austin somehow would have came face-to-face at WrestleMania 17? That's the first yeah. thought. Yeah, I think the problem with that, just off the top of my head, is who goes over. I mean, seriously, I know Stone Cold is Stone Cold at that time, but listen, Goldberg is Goldberg at that time, too. So it's kind of a thing of who goes over. Um, yeah, I don't know. As big as a match as that is, that's that's a tough one because you're just acquiring all of those guys. So Yeah, but you introduce it. Not not just throw it in, but you introduce it. You set it up maybe for your, your SummerSlam. Let it ride a little bit, right? You introduce it. Yeah, I know we had the invasion angle and all that, but you introduce it as, okay, maybe Goldberg and Austin can get it done. Yeah, Champ Cree, what you got to say? Well, I'm just having a a difficult time pondering this for the simple fact that I know how much Razor Ramon and Scott Hall, I know how much Scott Hall loves money. I know how much Goldberg loves money. I don't know how much Hulk Hogan loves money. Right. I just have a hard time seeing these guys get over the guaranteed money to show I, up. So, 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 Champ Cree, for the check, for the, I guess for the sake of the conversation, let's yeah. all, for all of us, let's wipe away the contracts. Let's just say WCW <laughs> is acquired and they do have to come over. I guess that's Wait, how we got our approach. Uh, well, well, yeah. well, no, Kim, I, I think, okay, he, here's what works for me, right? So let's say they get the guaranteed money, but they don't have to wait it out. And if they right. do show up, they get money on top of the guaranteed money. Yeah, Can we say okay. that? That's fine. Absolutely. That's fine. Okay. Because that's the yeah. only way I can I can maneuver through this uh, mentally. Um, 
with that being said, because of the time frame and how close, what was the difference between the acquisition and WrestleMania? I think I think six days. Yeah, it was it was, it was a short number of days between nine between nine and six days. Yeah, even with no, because it was acquired. They acquired it that Monday, or no, my fault. I apologize. They acquired it, was, it that Thursday before. I think it was the right. Thursday before, and that Monday they were so yeah, it was somewhere about maybe ten days from the right. official acquisition. And, it was three days to the raw. The raw, the raw was the the last one before WrestleMania. Yes, go home. Show okay. WrestleMania. Yeah. So even with that, creatively speaking, I don't think that you can pull anything off at Mania outside of having a different set of characters in the skybox. But after that, the booking, the booking that you can do long term. And I mean, you don't even have to bring in Hall, Nash, and Hogan right away. You could just space it out and just bring in Goldberg to feud with Austin, you know? Or you can do how they did and eventually, what was that, 18 when you had um, Hall versus Austin and Rock versus Hogan? Yeah, so so yes, so Champ Creed, with, with what you're saying, I think, uh, just to lend to your point, with the slow build, even though those people they showed WCW like appearing and stuff on there, mm-hmm. WCW didn't even have an impact or get integrated in the storylines until about two months later, because the first mm. inklings of it wasn't even really seen again until late May, early June. Hmm. So so right. okay so cre- so creatively speaking. Mm-hmm. You, you, it's, it's just, there's just like I, I can wrap my mind around the what if it's just that you have to put in like a pretext to it and and with, with this situation I'm just thinking about the dream matchups that you get the dream matchups that um that you might have wanted to have but couldn't have and I ultimately think if you were to pull that trigger and say the guys could get their guaranteed money and come in the only guy that I think that still doesn't come over, regardless of the situation, is Sting. I, oh. I, 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 don't, I don't think Sting. I don't. I don't think he comes over just because. Uh, to me, it he always struck me as a person that felt that no matter what he did or what he accomplished, that he would never be seen in the same light uh, as he was while he was in WCW, and that he would go to WWE and kind of like not necessarily be jobbed out, but we saw how his run went when he went to WWE. So I don't think he shows up. I could see Goldberg showing up for a dream match with Austin, to which I think if you pull the trigger on that, uh, that actually would supersede. Wow, wait a minute. So you mean you could have the main event? The main event of 18 was uh, Jericho and Triple H? That was the last match. <laughs> that was, well, yeah, well, yeah, was yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was the yes, that was the last match. So, would you have Austin and Goldberg at the middle of your card, and then Hogan Rock at the end? Oof. Like, where, where no. do you where do you put that? Where do you how do you no. do that? In, in my opinion, that if if, if everything was went through the form. Goldberg and Austin is the main event at WrestleMania 18. 
that's that's the money match. I know Rock was high, and I know Hogan was high. Yeah, think, I gotta agree. Hogan think, Hogan's past his prime at this point. Right. Think about what you already had on the card. You already had Austin. You already had. They wasn't even the main event when they didn't have Goldberg. I mean, quote unquote, placement wise. I'm not gonna say they end up being the main event. They stole the show, right? But mm-hmm. it wasn't placed to be the main event. And so if you threw Goldberg in there with Stone Cold and, and Stone Cold is willing to do business. That right there, talking about a mega match. No, nah, Austin would do business. That, that, that we wouldn't even have to put that out there. Austin would absolutely do business. Austin, Austin's that dissatisfied at this time. Remember, Austin's main gripe for leaving was that there's there was no there was no direction or no build for what was conceivably a pay-per-view main event. They were throwing it on a raw with no creative direction, and he was just gonna lose, and that was it. So you know, years later, I mean what the approach he took was terrible, but the reason was valid. I honestly I really I agree with the reason. And also, not not to um, overstep what you were saying, my apologies, I was having an issue with the audio, but mm-hmm. uh, that's when creative started to change. And that's when the business started to shift. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Austin thought too kindly of the way that WWE was transitioning. Yep. And one, it was, yes, it was the booking, but then it was also the change. And then it was also the fact that a lot of familiar faces started disappearing and that's coming in from the production side as well as Mm -hmm. the talent on the roster so i think that like like he said he he didn't necessarily think too highly of what was going on creatively he's not too um he's not too happy with the way he responded to it but the fact therein remains that the creative direction that they were taking it wasn't what it was before and you know it's the game changes and he didn't want to be the man caught in the changing game left behind yeah bingo no i agree and that's and that's the thing you guys is that i i firmly believe austin would do business and face goldberg but like i said the original question earlier who goes over goldberg does at wrestlemania I think they, they had months. And we're talking about WrestleMania 18, so they had a year to build him up. They had a year to continue to, to run with it. Uh, Vince had a year to put him down, like he usually does uh, outside talent, right? And the, and then you could build him back up. You don't let – because you gotta, uh, you got to keep him where he's at. You you build him you build him up. And so he's a big name. He is looking at bringing dollar signs. He's a household name at this point, right? He, and some would say that he's almost as big as Austin – at that stake, both of these guys making millions of dollars uh, outside of professional wrestling, right? They were household names outside of professional wrestling. So you don't put, you don't cut your money because you have a problem with WCW if you bring Goldberg over, right? You keep Goldberg high, keep him hot because you know it's dollar signs at the end of this thing. And we know Vince is about the dollar sign. So he no, but but, oh, but but Vince, but Vince would never, ever, ever book. Uh, a Georgia championship wrestler over his homegrown made creation. He'd never do that. Yeah, and, and, and I know what you mean about home. He's not, you know, Austin's not a, a WWE, but, but we know what I know what you're saying, and I agree. And that's why I was like, at WrestleMania, like, that's like 
mm-hmm. it would I really think Austin would be the one to go over. I really uh, yeah. I really, even, even if he had to do a rematch the immediate night and then have Austin lose on Raw or something like that, he'd yeah. rather do that than have a Ted Turner product raise his hand victorious at the main event of WrestleMania. That ain't happening. Particularly, yeah. is a Ted Turner product at that point, though. Is his he had Goldberg? Yes. Yeah, yeah. But he had a year to play with the toy, though. He had a year to, to fold, to mold it, to shape it, to maneuver it, to create it. What he needed to create with it in the cash in. Who, yeah, but, mean, but, but, but G, but G, here's the thing though. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna dis I'm gonna slightly disagree with you on something, in that I know Goldberg was a household name per se. He wasn't as big as Austin, even on his best day. He wasn't as big as Steve Austin. Steve Austin was... Re- and, and the proof in the pudding in that, honestly, is the appearances. You didn't see Goldberg on Regis. You didn't see Goldberg on all this other stuff. Nash, Br- Nash Bridges. <laughs> right. Yeah. Austin was on everything. Austin was, Austin was a bigger deal than Goldberg. And, I, and Goldberg was big for WCW, and he was a big name for wrestling. But just overall, as, as a whole, who's the more who's the name that's recognized more? It's Stone Cold at that time. And right. honestly, Goldberg, I think all the more reason that you do Austin and Goldberg is to build. You know Vince's ego. He was going to build Goldberg up to have, run another streak. Up until WrestleMania, and Austin breaks it clean. Yep. Two stunners. Good night. Stone Cold. Probably three Stone Cold stunners, but he'd do it right in the middle of the ring. That's a good point. He would have ran the streak up to that point. Absolutely. Absolutely. He would have ran the streak up to that point. I I give you that. I give you that take that he would have ran the streak up to that point to build it up, cash in, um, to. They may not have had it in the. may not have had it in Toronto, and all jokes aside, if Goldberg is there, Austin is there, Toronto, in my opinion, doesn't get that WrestleMania. Because you go somewhere real big. You 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 talk about the big arena for a big time match. What other big stadium are you going to at that time in two thousand two? Man, I know I know they did they did Seattle. Uh, 2002, you could do. I wasn't gonna do. Uh, do they go to New Orleans that early? I, they might go to New Orleans. Superdome was doing everything. New Orleans or Georgia oh, Dome? Man, nah, he wouldn't do Georgia Dome because you're not doing Goldberg. Now that's yeah. that's the mm-hmm. only situation I'll give you that Goldberg goes over Austin if if it's at the Superdome. I mean, that's Superdome at the at the Georgia Dome. Georgia Dome. If it's in Georgia, there's no way Goldberg's losing. Yeah. So that you know, and so I mean I, that would have been one main event. Another main event that I, I thought about too, if I know Champ said Sting does not come over, but I think if I think Sting does come over, the reason that if we go back and research, the reason Sting didn't come over was the way that Booker T was treated. So in in, in in the grand scheme of things where we set the parameters, if contracts were right and Sting comes over, right? WCW, I mean WWE or WWF at the time could have did a lot of things. With Sting coming over in 2000, oh, your dad on sure gonna get look. Your dad on sure get Sting and Undertaker at that point. Yeah, and that's where I was going. You get Sting yeah, and right. Undertaker early because uh, Sting was the Crows type Sting. You had Undertaker, 
you get that. You get you that. You do everybody. eventually, but you know what else you may, you know what else you probably would have gotten before that, G? You probably would have got Sting Triple H before that. That was my other one too. That was my other person that named I was gonna put out there, Sting and Triple H. Yeah, and then at that point, which it's so funny, even though the timelines actually did line up, there's another match, and they just never pulled the trigger on it, I guess because they never viewed him as a big deal till years later, but I mean, HBK and Mysterio, that would have been big at that time. Mysterio was still an up-and-comer, so realistically, I mean... Wait, that was I don't remember that being a conversation. You said what? I don't I don't remember uh, Stereo and HBK being a con- was that a conversation? And no, I'm talking about just matches you could have done. Matches you could have done. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, um yeah, because I mean, like I said, you uh or I mean Flair and HBK, Flair and, and Triple H. I mean, granted. Flair ends up showing up a lot sooner than most of the others, right? But still, yeah, I mean, I I still think they dropped the ball on Steiner coming in, yeah. But I think, but to that credit, though, I think Steiner's mystique kind of cooled off with, with oh, him. Oh, being wait, out. oh, you you said he did, didn't he botch his whole <laughs> interest? Yes, like, but that's what I'm saying. His mystique was also gone as well, where he couldn't recover from it. Steiner uh-huh. comes in in 01 as riding off the success of Big Papa Pump. Mm-hmm. At that time, he's a he's a main eventer coming in for real, coming into WWE in 01, if you get Steiner at that time. You do. I, I give you one more that you get, and then we and, and I know Booker came by himself, but let's make all things great. If you brought Harlem Heat into the mix of the tag team division in 2001, Mm-hmm. Look at the dream match. Look at the dream matches you get there. You get Edgy Christian versus Harley, Harlem Heat. You get That's the Dudley Boys. I was Dudley. gonna say the Dudleys against Harlem Heat. That's you get the, the Dudley, the D- Dudley Boys versus Harlem Heat. You get the Hardy Boys against Harlem Heat. So if you all things, so you can even say APA, right? Because at the time, Farouk and Bradshaw, you could throw them in there, yeah. and you can still have a good conversation with there. But if you brought Stevie, if you brought Stevie Ray and Booker T over as the tag team at that time. Man, the tag team division for WWE would have went WWF would have went through the roof. The dream match is there that you could have that we never really got ever got to see. We we'll probably will never we we'll never will see. So that would have been a big big deal. And that even when we go to the invasion angle, because if you go into the invasion angle, you don't have to turn Austin because you have legitimate WCW guys. This goes to Champ's point when um, to hold off some of those guys coming in. That's when you hold off your Hogan, your Hall, and your Nash for the invasion angle. Yeah. Right, right. I right. mean, listen, I mean, honestly, on the low, also a, another invasion type main event, but they could have just done two on two. My goodness. Austin Rock versus Hall and Nash. Oh, my. That's a main event. That's the yeah. main event. Yeah. If, if Hall's healthy. You know, yeah, all things equal, all hell, yeah, like Hall and Nash against Austin and Rock. That's a big match, yeah. Cause... But you know what, though, what, what, what we're not talking about is how far these main events would push everybody else down the card. Oh, oh, yeah, it for would, sure. Would, I'm, yeah, it would put a lot that's of a great point. 
It will put it will push you have your what and this is the question. Would your Eddie Guerrero's your Chris Benoit was feel like why did we leave WCW? Because let's be honest, it will push an Eddie down. It will push a Chris Benoit down at this time. Right? It, it, will, it, push will, Jer- it will push Jericho down. Jericho too. Jericho it, too. It will Jericho down. It will push the big show down at this time if all those guys come. Booker. Book yeah, Booker get pushed down unless you he but Booker have a spot in the tag team if Stevie Ray came. Yeah, but also remember, Booker's the world champion coming over at this point. So you got to do something with him at this time. You you do. And you, I mean, at this point, I think you give it to The Rock. Well, that is what they did. <laughs> I, mean, I know that's what they did, but I think you do it much sooner. You see know what I'm saying? Well, they, yeah, because yeah. they gave it to Kurt first, actually. They gave, right. gave it to Kurt. I think, see, I think you do it much sooner to get it off of Booker, have him and Stevie come, and boom. And you, you roll it that way. Um, I, Another match that we, we didn't mention... Um, that we we may have gotten, um, we, we could have got. You would have got end up getting Sting, and The Rock would would have been a good one. Most people don't see. Um, I think that one would have been would have been good there as well. Um, and another one we would have got that I think most people would like to see if all things are equal. And let's say Bret Hart doesn't get hurt, <laughs> Bret coming back to WWE. Oof, I mean. Mm. No, he still had the concussion situation, right? right? He had the concussion. I'm saying if he didn't know he had the concussion situation, if he did not get hurt, it would have been a big deal for Brett to come back in 2001. Yeah. I mean, yes, in theory, but the match they would have wanted to see, Sean would have had to be there. Right. Yeah. Because Sean, you remember, Sean's also a year away from being back. So, right. You'd have to have, that's the only. You nothing would nothing would equal to Bret Hart as far as fuse unless Sean's there. Like that's the match you gotta have. That that would be it. I wouldn't care about any, seeing anything else. Honestly, I wouldn't. Plus, I mean, unfortunately, at this point, things are still really bad with Bret and WWE. Not just because of how Bret was fired, but because of the death of his brother. Right. So I don't know if he comes back at that point. I really don't. Because yeah. that's still that's still fresh. At that time, you're still not even two years. You're still less than two years removed from that. So. Yeah. Oh, you know, another person I thought about as far as single-wise that it would affect it? It would affect the edge for as far as a single competition. Oh, yeah. No, good point. Because that's when they started to really break edge away. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Seen it, seen you had. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, what I was you saying, saying? I was saying Edge, Edge Cena, Orton, Batista. Cena and Orton aren't up yet. Yeah, they're not there yet. But they don't get a shot. That's what I'm saying. Like, they, oh. they, even if they're not, they won't get a shot. Brock, yeah, Brock, Batista. Edge, yeah, you're, you're looking Orton. at a whole class. You're looking at a whole class. That. Is just push. They just don't get a chance. There's no way. There's no way they get. Maybe Brock. Maybe Brock. I can see. Um, they, they don't get a chance. Yeah, RVD. You're right. Yeah, RVD doesn't get a chance. Uh, Jeff Hardy doesn't get his opportunity. It's just you know what? It, what if you know what this is? It's WCW all over again. Yeah. <laughs> that's what ultimate. That's what. This, <laughs> Ultimately, nah, he's right. Into. And ultimately, it's WCW again. That's a great point. 
Because what do you do with all this? Well, I guess the brand split happens a year sooner. Yes. Yeah, I think the brand split a year sooner. And then you also got to factor in the ECW situation that will come in during that time frame as well. And so now you have this whole pool that he has to play with, with all these wrestlers, the monopoly of wrestlers being in one place, right? All these wrestlers and all these parts and pieces, because you have all these pieces that you can play with and WCW guys versus ECW guys. And you really could do a serious invasion where it's legitimately WCW, ECW, WWF, and no one's crossing over through, you know what I'm saying? There's no yeah. crossover. And you can legitimately have Vince, uh, Vince, uh, Shane, Linda, Stephanie pick the combination to own their own brand. And look at that this way. What if Vince actually did break off and had left WCW? Where was that? That's a whole mm. different what if by, by itself. What if he said, you know what? I got too many. I'm going to keep WCW. Then somebody, somebody else buys it. That's true. I think somebody else buys it. It gets relaunched. It may end up failing because yeah, chances, they have to find. I, I see chances are failing. Yeah, yeah, because that's the thing. We um, the part of the I guess part of the thing with Bischoff is that the deal. Part of the reason the deal comes off the table for him because there's no network. Remember, they got every. They pretty much were going to get everything but the TV time. Yeah. And remember, they're like, if we don't get a TV slot, this company's worthless. You know, worthless because we. And that's why Jeff Jarrett ended up doing what he did with TNA nine ninety what was it nine ninety nine every Wednesday, mm-hmm. yep. And you had, you, had, you had to do it watch TNA TNA uh, nine ninety nine. So you know so if that transpires, the Hogan, the Goldberg, uh, the Stings, the Hall, the Nash comes over. A lot of what we call I'm gonna say you just word Hall of Famers that are Hall of Famers now who've gone in within the last five six years may not have gone in. And I say that when I say, uh, we may not have seen that. I say that when I say, again, Edge, a Booker T, because I don't think Booker T gets a push if everybody else comes over, except except for the tag team division. He still remains GI, I ain't going to be, ain't going to be GI bro, but he'll be close, close to it. Because they're going to go play with the Vince. They're going to play with the, the Stings. They're going to play with the Goldberg. They're going to play with, um, this hall the Nashes. And even though they had enough TV time back then for WWE, I don't think those guys get there. Not yet. Even Jericho. I don't think Jericho gets in the undisputed WWE championship conversation. No. No. Oh. That's that's somebody else. That's that's maybe Sting, you know? And at this point. And then what, what you're basically doing is you're missing the entire ruthless aggression era. Yeah. Yes. And and if you're missing that, then that means it, you would need more time to create new stars. Who, who knows who that would have been. Um, and then you're looking at that, that. You're looking also at the fan base of professional wrestling declining. And going elsewhere for their entertainment, also. So, who knows? Like, like that may have brought the business to an even lower level, if that's the case, because the ruthless aggression era, it, it happened when it happened, the way it happened, and it spawned new fans. 
You know, it's just like even just now, for example, I was looking at the roster and I was looking at who was on the television on Raw. And um, I was like, wow, I can't remember a time when it was this much new talent on roster or this much new talent was as highly visible as the new talent that they have now. Then I thought back to it as a ruthless aggression era. This is when you had even going into when they brought in the Nexus, whatever you, what was it like six guys, right? Eight, eight. Yeah. You had eight brand new, fresh faces. Well, what Mason Ryan, uh, wait, no, uh, not yet. Not yet. Not wait, yet. Yeah, yeah, Darren Young, Chris, uh, Darren Young, yeah, yeah, Darren, Darren Young, Young, Michael Tarver, Daniel Wade Bryan, Barrett. Wade Barrett, David Otunga, Heath Slater, Skip Justin Sheffield. Gabriel, and Skip Sheffield. That's state. Yes. All right, Skip. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and we we didn't even get to go ahead. Continue. No, go ahead. Yeah, so so I'm thinking that so basically you would be replacing or you would be holding back that wave of talent from that era. And then just having to rely on the talent from the next one, if if, if that was the case. Hmm. Yeah, um, I, I I get what you say. I understand. Yeah, I mean, I guess you're actually you're right. It, it's it's going to be tough to really iron out who's going to be on TV consistently and who's not because, like you said, with this new talent, all of a sudden you're looking at Ron. For you, it's like you don't know the backstory of 80% of these people that's on the roster. At this point. Right. Right. You don't, Go ahead, Jake. And not you definitely you don't know guys. And I'm and do we still like the tough enough situation? Do you, and I, I thought about that when you talk about newer talent, maybe think about tough enough. Do you get a maiden if you bring those guys off? Yeah, you still get tough enough. That's a that was a that was a money grab. That's that's MTV needing content. You still get that. Okay, because because we know tough enough came up and you had Maven comes in and do all that other stuff, um, you know, WWE and then as a wrestling fan with no competition, and you watching three hours of Raw, you had your SmackDown. What do we? What do we? What do we get? Do you get tired of it? Again, you had a lot of you had a lot of pieces to put on TV, and I think they did that very well during the Attitude Era, where they made you think about. I think the right to censor had a storyline. Val Venus had a storyline. Uh, uh, Big Show, you know, all these people had storylines. But when you start adding all this talent, your roster gets too big. And then you end up with more people in catering. You don't have the creative ability unless you create more shows and make those more interesting to have um, the storylines. And do we get the pay-per-views that we're getting now, the four or five-hour pay-per-views, if you want to get all your stuff in? Because you got a lot more pieces to play with, and you got a lot more stories to tell. And right now, we know we're on four, sometimes four hour, four and a half hour pay per views. Do they do that back then? And do we double the pay per views? No, the, the pay per views stay the same. Ultimately, I think the the ultimate denominator in all of this is that there's you get the brand split earlier. You just do. And I know, G. I know we had the. Come up on time. I guess we could give final thoughts about this. Yeah, uh, definitely. Go ahead, Go Champ Green. Go ahead, Champ. Your final thoughts. Yeah, final thoughts. Uh, I, I just don't think that the outcome is a positive one for the industry. 
I don't think the outcome of this what if is a positive one for the talent. Uh, unlike the first what if we did, I just see this ending very, very badly. <laughs> like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't see, I don't see a happy ending uh, on this one. And unfortunately, Jeff Jarrett didn't have Tony Khan money at this time. Um, there was no particular interest. And then if you want to, then if you want to add some, so let's say there was an interest or some, someone else said, Hey, we want to acquire uh, a wrestling entity, build a wrestling entity, take the talent that's not there, whatever the case may be. Then on the, on the tail end of the run or in between the run, whatever you have the Benoit situation. And then now professional wrestling just has a scarlet letter over it. So you can't even expand the business. So there's no expansion with the young talent. There's no expansion of other corporate interests from other entities that may be putting money money together. I'm glad things happen the way that they did happen because I don't think we'd be uh, looking at industry as healthy as it is now uh, if it didn't go down the way that it went down. Yeah, I'm going to agree. And part of my final thoughts, uh, I'm going to just kind of piggyback on that. Uh, the sentiments that Champ Creed just had. I don't think it's a positive outcome either. I think it, uh, other than you missing the fantasy dream matches, the way this transition happened of them acquiring WCW couldn't have happened in a better way because they they acquired talent, but they didn't get the overhaul that would have overshadowed everybody because I just think, honestly, with the egos, with all, all these guys, I'm honestly just thinking they would have never got past booking because everybody you it's like who do you once again who do you book to win who do you book to lose on a w on a WWE show Go ahead check um Glenn Yeah I mean I think you you I think Vince began to lean to his old WWE guys they will get the booking on that end your Halls your Nash your Hogan's um anybody who is a true WCW guy uh, as Champ alluded to earlier, very rarely ever goes over. I, I think that will happen. I totally agree with you guys. I think this doesn't work out well. Hogan, Nash, Goldberg, all those guys come over. I think we do get big dream matches that people would like to see, but I think eventually we don't get some of the guys that we're uh, accustomed to now, Randy Orton, John Cena, that became whole household names in that ruthless, ruthless aggression era. I don't even think we get Brock Lesnar as Brock Lesnar is if all these guys came over. At that time, that that class that we call all Hall of Famers, I mean, even throwing Shelton Benjamin in that class, we don't get that class. Um, I think some of them, and then again, some of the matches we got because Hogan, uh, Sting, Goldberg wasn't there. Uh, we don't get Hogan. We don't get the magical Hogan Rock at 18 if those guys come over. So what I think. It is a great thing that Time Warner AOL had give these guys have given these guys a lot of money, and so they can set at home because we don't miss some of the matches that we've seen in our childhood, um, some of the matches that we did enjoy, some of the tag teams that developed because they didn't come. I thought about the Brothers of Destruction was formed because of this because Hogan and them didn't come over. Uh, I think we get um, so I think that's that is some of the things that if Hogan, Goldberg, and Sting would have came over, a lot of things that we saw we may have not gotten. And so I don't think it would have been a success. I think it would have been an ultimate failure. We still would have got another brand. 
um, but don't know what that brand would have been. TNA, W, whatever. We got another brand, but I think those guys sitting at home, which would which is which was best for business, in my right. opinion. Right. But hey, those listening, if you got another opinion, let us know. Leave a comment in the comment section. Hit us up on Twitter with your thoughts. What if Hogan? The Goldberg Sting had came over along with Hall and Nash. You can leave those comments at WME Podcast on Twitter, WME Podcast on Instagram. Uh, leave a comment. Let us know. Make sure you give us a five-star review uh, on iTunes. Uh, make sure you check us out on Spotify. Wherever you listen to your podcast, we are there. Make sure you check it out. Um, what if what if Hogan, Sting, and Goldberg would have came? In our opinion, it wouldn't have worked out, but you let us know. Uh, fellas, if there's no other thoughts, Wizard, take us home. Hey, not confirmed. Consider yourself denied. In the story, ladies and gentlemen. Good night. Catch you down the road.